On today's episode, we are talking about the importance of gratitude and shifting your perspective because gratitude can turn what little you have into abundance. And we thought this was the perfect time as we enter into the holiday season with Thanksgiving tomorrow. We are doing a replay on Friday, so you will not hear directly from us as we are going to be with our families, but we want to let you know we are so thankful for you. Thank you for being an avid listener of The Food Code. And if you like this show, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it out. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that I know is Hello, welcome back to The Food Code We are excited to be here with you on the day before Thanksgiving Yes, I'm going to need to practice some gratitude today Because I do not want to clean my entire house <laughs> the day before Thanksgiving. Well, then you just have to be thankful for the house that you have to clean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I will go forward with what my husband wants to do, which is reshine the floors. And I really just want to hire someone to do it. <laughs> That's a hard pass for me. <laughs> I will say that I'm thankful as of today, Art and I have been together for 10 years. Was it the day before Thanksgiving? That we had our first date, yeah. day before Thanksgiving, uh-huh. half off sushi. And he told everyone, at the restaurant, that it was our first date. He embarrassed me. He said uh, that um, I had this cream-colored coat, but it was kind of like a goldish cream color. Mm-hmm. He hated that thing. And I drove a baby blue car, and he hated that thing. But he loved me, and here we are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we always get sushi, and we I no longer it. do the half-off sushi. We'll be getting the good sushi tonight. Yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> I made Nick go to a salad bar for our first date because we both worked somewhat close to each other. So our first date was actually like a lunch date in between where we worked. Um, And he let me pick the place and I made him do like, he jokes all the time that I made him do all this stuff when we first started dating, like, (laughs) and that I tricked him sometimes into (laughs) how fun I was, which I'm, you know. Like one of our first dates was, I was like, let's take the day off of work and let's watch March Madness. We'll get some beer and we can like watch basketball all day and drink beer. And of course, you know, a guy being like, this is amazing. And then I made him go running with me before that. And before the beer, before the the beer and March Madness. (laughs) And now I never drink beer because it makes me extremely bloated. And, you know, sports are constantly on in our house. But he's like, remember when you, you know, were like, you did all this cool stuff. And I was like, listen, I gave you two children, first of all. And yeah. now I have a million other things. To- <laughs> well, and also I feel like you're just completely in a different place. Oh, I mean, um, yeah, I was like 25 years old. We used to go to the brewery all the time. And I I just, I like beer, you know, good beer, craft totally. beer, but I don't like how it makes me feel. So then I just don't yeah. consume it. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a little disappointing because I do like. I do too. The fall and the winter ales. Love. Bell's Winter White Ale is probably my favorite beer of all time. And usually I buy a six pack every year and have like, and I let Nick know, I'm like, listen, I'm going to open one and I'm going to drink probably like three or four sips and then I just need you to finish it because I I love the taste of it, but like I can't drink a whole beer. It makes me so sick. Sad. So I wonder if you took gluten digest, if you could tolerate it. Yeah. Maybe I'll give that an experiment. I just, it's like not worth the bloating I know. to me. It's like I'll just stick with the wine or like the tequila or something like that. Yeah. Cause even bubbly, like wine, champagne, stuff like that. It just doesn't sit mm-hmm. well. 
Yep. So yep. such as aging, but anyways, we're grateful. First of all, we're grateful for you being here and listening to this podcast. I'm doing a grateful tree this year, which I'm excited Ooh. about. That's why my tree is up on November 12th. Okay. Okay. So one of my clients, Jocelyn, she um, actually posted a really, really cute idea. So your Christmas tree, I wanted to put it up early this year because we're traveling Thanksgiving weekend. We have one weekend that we're home and then we're gone for a week with Marcus. Then we come home and it's Christmas. Yep. So I'm like, we're not really going to enjoy our Christmas tree if we don't get it up. So Art's like, let's do it. So what we did is we ordered wood chips, uh, ornaments that then I'm going to have everybody on Thanksgiving since we're hosting write what they're grateful for. And then we'll do that year over year, which is a cool twist. My sister, we used to do a tablecloth or she used to do a tablecloth where we would write on that. But I thought that was a cool twist on the tree aspect. So I like that idea. I like that. I've been trying to work with Carson on gratefulness and understanding gratefulness and How's that going? Because it probably wouldn't go very well with Marcus. Yeah, not great. Um, he's he's much better than I would expect, I think. Um, it's just, you know, in ways that they can understand, right? Like yeah. on Saturday, I took them to Target like I always do. And I let Taylor get a toy. Um, she's like a little $9 Barbie because yeah. she seems very into Barbies from our swim class where they had a Barbie to play with in the pool. Um and I never get her toys at Target. Like I, when we go, Carson will sometimes get, I'm like $5 or less. You can pick out a little car. You can pick, you know, just to help him get through car- Target with me, um, which is a horrible tactic. But anyways, uh, he was like, I want something. And I was like, well, Carson, Taylor's never gotten anything when we go. And you have gotten something almost every single time we go. And trying to help him understand like, you need to be also grateful. And, and so I explained to him, I was like, so do you not like any of your toys that you have at home? Do you want me to get rid of them or give them away? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I, I, you can't do that. And so I was like, okay, then we need to be happy with what we have because what we have is a lot. Um, and I, while he was out of, when he was at a birthday party last weekend and Taylor was napping and Nick was with him, I purged their entire toy room. And I probably got rid of three trash bags worth of just like random little trinkets that just, I don't know what they belong to anymore. I don't know if they're functional anymore. And then I also got a huge bag of toys that we're going to give to church and donate, but those are in my trunk. So he does not see them because if he sees them, they are going to be the most important thing to him, even though he doesn't know they exist right now. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. We are doing, we did a similar purging on Saturday, but we're giving away all of the monster trucks. Oh, wow. my little great nephew. Aww. He loves them. So he's sleeping in his crib with a few, which Marcus used to do. So I asked Marcus, I said, you're really into Legos and you want a Star Wars room. Now, if you get those things for Christmas, can you give all of your monster trucks? Um, so I think all but like two or three are going because some we like went on the hunt for um, that yeah. I think he wants to keep. But yeah, it, it's been really fun to have the conversation. They're having a today is like the week before that we're recording this, but they're having their party today at school for Thanksgiving. And so we've been talking a lot about Turkey and you know what it can mean and things. But the most important thing is that we talk about Christmas and that Jesus is born on Christmas. That's why we celebrate. Mm -hmm. He loves our Christmas tree. Mom, I just, I love this Christmas tree. I said, (sighs) yeah, you also have to love it when there's not a ton of presents underneath of it. Well, yeah, my sister-in-law mentioned, um, and they are, you know, they are very fortunate financially and they, my brother does very well for himself and they give each of their kids one gift from Taylor. And she's like, I realize that the more crap I give my kids, the more spoiled they become. And so they each get one present from Santa 
And that's and so that's what I was talking about with Nick. I was like, I'm fine with getting a somewhat larger gift for Carson, but that means like he gets maybe one or two other small things. Yep. It is not because I also know that grandma and grandpas are going to come with an unnecessary amount of things, I mean, which that's what they do. Christmas every day with grandma. Exactly. Exactly. And, but like, it doesn't need to be us too. Like he has more than enough things. Nick really wants to get him a dirt bike. So, I mean, I'm going to say I'm for it. Well, I am. I'm allowing it. I'm that I'm, I'm on that over the electric bike. Cause I see the electric bikes. They go really effing fast. And like the electric scooters dude. I want an electric scooter. <laughs> Art would totally make fun of me, but I was actually looking at Costco had them the other day. I'm like, I would, I would ride on this. Our neighbors actually got electric bicycles. Yes. So we took them out one night. We were hanging out with them. Those things go like 37 miles an hour, which is, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I'm like, I feel like I'm riding a motorcycle, but I'm not. And yeah, I mean, like, from an adult standpoint, I loved all of the electric stuff. I mean, it's not that I want to do it because I want to be lazy. I just, they're fun. They are fun. Um, you have to wear like a full-blown motorcycle helmet on these electric bikes with these mm-hmm. kids. And so like, and even for the dirt bike. So that you know, that's another thing I'm gonna have to get is a, a legitimate helmet um, for my very knee large-headed pads. child. Um, Nick doesn't let me get knee pads. I've had this conversation. Because when for Carson first started riding a bike, I was like, Nick, I don't want him to practice without knee pads and elbow pads and stuff. He's like, no, our child's not wearing knee pads. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's different on a bicycle mm-hmm. versus an electric bike. But anyways, yeah, Marcus is getting his trip. We're going to Cancun. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. Outside of that, he's got a couple things that he wants. And I think that's that's it. Like we're yep. not, yep. we don't just get anything and everything that we want Amazon because we put it in the Amazon cart all the time. So I agree. One big gift. And then because also you have to level up every year then. Like if you're going to start with something huge, what do they expect then? You know, so I think one gift. I think they have like, we've already been talking about Marcus remembers last year, Christmas day, because we just stay home Mm -hmm. Christmas day. He remembers making homemade pasta, wants to do it again. Mom, my ravioli cutter. He's been into making pumpkin pancakes like crazy and he does a really good job. So I'm like, let's just spend the day doing this. It makes a huge mess, but whatever. It's that experience. It's that time. And then not like I open a gift five minutes later, forgot about it. Cause I open another gift. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's way, way too much. So exactly. anyways, so let's dive into this guys. We want to talk with you a little bit about a perspective shift today. And we know in terms of what we do as health practitioners, that there is power in our words. There's power in practicing gratitude. I'm going to be the first person to tell you I'm not consistent with this enough. Um, and so this is something that I've even thought about lately in terms of you know, I think many people can resonate. There's so many things to do all the time, right? Whether it's mom life, it's work, it's the house, it's the school, it's whatever it might be that taking care of yourself can become like a very laundry list checkbox, right? Like I need to meditate. I need to deep breathe. I need to cold shower. I need to read a book. I need to go to the gym, right? I, I need to do all of these things that sometimes we just get lost in the busyness that we forget how powerful these things are. And it's not that it needs to be perfect all the time, but it is something that can really help you, especially if you're feeling down, depressed, anxious, just like you can't get everything done, right? A simple pause can really help. Um, And so one really powerful strategy that's free, right, um, is this gratitude practice. And that can turn what little you have into abundance. That 
is something that, you know, you can practice on your own or you can verbalize it to other people. You can do it with actions, like simple things. If you can afford to pay for the person's coffee in front of you or behind you, or just do a a random act of kindness, but it can really change your perspective of your entire world and the world that surrounds you. And so we're going to define gratitude, but we're also going to take it to the next level today in terms of, you know, more of a faith-based uh, podcast because Becca and I both, you know, go to church and are faith-based. And I think there's a really powerful story that she heard today that we want to share. So just to open this up with defining gratitude, Benedictine monk, Dr. David Rast suggests that two qualities belong in our basic definition of gratitude. The first is appreciation. You recognize that something is valuable to you without consideration of the monetary worth. The second quality Dr. David mentions is that gratitude is a response to something freely given to you, right? So you're, you're thankful for this, right? My mother-in-law bought us these, um, plaid jackets that are matching. We love them. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, but like showing and receiving with a heart of gratitude, I think is something that a lot of times we get so lost in the next conversation that we forget to slow down and maybe even send a written thank you card or just, I think in some situations you shouldn't just be texting. Thank you. Right. Um, but like calling somebody on the phone, right. Uh, taking that really personalization aspect so that that person really knows, because I think a lot of times people don't often slow down to go and say thank you and to show that appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was at church on Sunday and the pastor, that gave the sermon is part owner of the church. Um, and he also just sold his portion of his company. Um, he basically helped develop high rises. So he was in, you know, in real estate, very, very high profile real estate. And basically after he sold his portion, him and his wife went and lived in Spain for two months. So that can give you kind of the idea of like the level of, financial prosperity he has, right? And he talked about how he knows people that are millionaires. He's close friends with many millionaires and even some billionaires. And he also does a lot of volunteer work on obviously like building of structures and things like that through the church in very underdeveloped third world countries. And he's like, so I have sat at a table with some of the poorest people, you know, and some of the most wealthy people, you know, and I can tell you this much. Those people that are wealthy often are trying to fulfill a gap that they have in their life. They're trying to chase the next project, the next million, the next, you know, whatever it is, accomplishment, because they don't have fulfillment in their life. They're trying to get it externally from other things. And just kind of a perspective shift. If you make over $30,000 a year, you are in the top 5% in the world financially. I know it might not feel like it, but it's true. Just just as a perspective shift, especially like with inflation today in the United States. I'm sure it doesn't feel like it. Are we like talking about $30,000 like two years ago or $30,000 today? today? In the world. I mean, if you think it's about great. who is, you know, in the entire population in the world, there are a lot of, of course, less of financially fortunate people of than course. us. Yeah. And to be able to start focusing on what you have in your life versus trying to always think about what's not enough 
keeping up with the Joneses, the person next to you, you know, the person you see on social media, the things that you don't have, the things that are hard in your life, the things that are going wrong, because those things can consume you. They can become everything you see, even though they might be a very small portion of it. And the example that he gave was in the Bible, I, even if you aren't a faith-based person, I'm sure you know the story of Adam and Eve. I think <laughs> everyone knows the story of Adam and Eve. But God created the area that Adam and Eve inhabited. And he created it <coughs> with an abundance of trees that had fruit and you know flourishing, developing land. And the tree, a lot of people don't notice this in the Bible, but how they explain it in the Bible is that the tree, the, you know, the forbidden tree was actually in the middle of the garden. So they had to walk past everything that they had, everything that was given to them, everything that was flourishing, that was good, that they were fortunate with to the one thing that they couldn't have. And I think that is a really great analogy for us in this life today and focusing on the things that we don't have, the things that are wrong, you know, the things that we are less fortunate than others with. And then we in turn become very unfulfilled. We become unhappy. And instead of focusing on what we do or what we have, focusing on who we are, what you do for others, what makes you happy? What makes you fulfilled? And you guys, spoiler alert, it's not, an, it's not a number on the scale. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it, it's not a, a number in your bank account. It is how you impact other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I, we see that all the time. Like, you know, the people that are on their deathbed that always say, like, I regret not having better relationships with these people or not talking to my family enough or not. Like, those are the things that matter. And if you are someone that struggles to sit still, sit with yourself in silence, you know, be able to reflect on anything for a period of time. And instead you're always thinking like, what do I have to do next? What's next? What's on my to-do list? What's going on with X, Y, and Z? Like, yes, we all have to-do lists. And I'm not saying those shouldn't get done. We're about doing things here in this world, you know, on the Food Code podcast. But in the end, what is going to make you happiest? Yeah. And I think you brought home a really good point here. People who tend to seek external validation or have trouble slowing down, sitting with themselves, being in their own thoughts, being silent, don't love themselves. And there's a really good book. So I have this new app. I've been telling Becca, I'm doing a new book every day. And some of them are repeats that I've done before. But one that I was listening to this morning is love yourself like your life depends upon it. And one of the biggest takeaways from this is just the simple shift of talking to yourself differently, telling yourself, I love myself, even though there's shame, there's guilt, there's maybe embarrassment, or you're not as happy as you could be because you're not at a specific place that you would like to be because you are a dreamer and an achiever, right? You're a a doer and a go-getter. That's okay too, to be that. But can you also be in the moment and love yourself along the way because people will love themselves when X, Y, Z, right? When I'm 140 pounds, I'll love myself or like myself, you know, when I can have $50,000 in the bank in my savings account. 
But the reality is, is that if you're not loving yourself now or along the way, you're not going to love yourself when you get there. You're probably actually going to resent yourself a lot when you get there. And so that's just a huge thing in terms of your words and your language. And I was kind of reminded of a couple of the different points in that book this morning, because I've read this book before, but I know so many people that get stuck in, especially the stress of the world today, that they forget to see just how blessed they are and that they still have things that other people in other countries don't have, including their life, mm-hmm. right? I was sharing with you a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, my husband and his marketing agency, one of the courses that he's doing, got an email from the creator of that course that they lost their family in Israel. You know, that's crazy, right? Like you still have your family here, but yet you're choosing to wallow about the fact that you're five pounds away from your goal. So you're going to be mad and you're going to be bitter and you're going to let that, you know, ruin your whole day. And then the list goes on and on here. Um, and so remembering too, that the life that we have, like it is a blessing when we wake up every day, it's a blessing to wake up with heat in your home, with running water, clean running water at that end. Right. And so, you know, tomorrow as we go through the day and many people are feasting, I will be catering for a hundred and Twenty dollars, which I'm really pumped about, and then cooking. Um, no, but as many people, in all seriousness, are feasting and they're stressing because I know what it's like. Becca's hosting. I'm hosting. I love hosting personally, but it can be stressful. And I remember growing up, sometimes the stress of having the perfectly clean house and the shiny floors can get people, you know, also at each other's throats and their neck. Um, just speaking of my family history with everybody yelling at each other five minutes before grandma walked into the door and everyone's fine. Right. It's like when you yelled at each other on the way to church because you're all late. Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, so as everybody is feasting tomorrow, like don't forget to pause and really reflect and think upon, you know, what you're thankful for this year. Did you survive an illness? Did someone in your family survive an illness? You know, we just came through a really, really crazy time the the previous years. And I think people forget just how precious their health is, that you're still walking, you're mobile. So nourish yourself, but nourish your soul. And I'm going to challenge myself as well as challenge all of you, put your phones down tomorrow. That's a big thing that um, you know I'm thinking as we enter into the last few weeks of the year, I've told our practitioners, be with your kids, take that time. I want to be with Marcus. We're taking you know time off and we're doing things that we've not done historically in the past because life is too short to just work and to grind and to go, go, go all the time. So that's my challenge for you is take time tomorrow. If you write it down or you verbally tell someone, you reach out to someone, you write a thank you card, practice gratitude, but also get off your phone. The Black Friday deals can wait until Friday. Yeah, no, I I think even challenging yourself until the end of the year like once a day, it is. it takes two seconds, you guys. Sometimes I don't even write it down, I think about it. Yeah. Like right before I go to bed, every night I pray and I say one or two things in my mind that I'm grateful for from either that day or just in general. Because when you really sit back and think about it, you guys, we have everything. We have everything. We have more than we've ever had in this world. And yet we are the most unhappy we've ever been. And letting that sink in for a minute. It's not about things. It isn't. It's about relationships. It is about what you do with your time, who you touch in this life. Like those are the things that matter. And even if it feels like you're at a low point, even if it feels like this is not your, you know, thriving season, maybe try and still find the couple of amazing, more than couple of amazing things, the amazing things on a daily basis. I recommend first thing when you wake up, and once before you go to bed and bookend your day with it. 
start your day in a positive way. I do that too. I have basically a program that I, every morning, there's a scripture that I read, there's a reflection on that scripture, and then every night I do gratitude. And those help me continue to come back to what is important, what I'm here for. I always tell myself, like, every day, God woke me up for a reason. Like, I am here on this earth for a reason. I get to choose how I spend that time. And that is a very powerful thing to be able to hold on to. So do not squander that away. Do not let the small negatives outweigh the abundant positives in our life. And I think, you know, with Thanksgiving be the day, being the day of thanks tomorrow, it's a perfect time to just remind yourself of that and bring that new habit into your everyday of that gratefulness, of that finding the good, because it is far greater than the negative if you really think about it. 